Warning! The following internal recording is the property of Ozone Brand Solutions and solely reserved for use by it and its licensees. Playing of this tape by unauthorized persons is strictly prohibited and will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. If you are an unauthorized listener, you must turn this recording off immediately to avoid prosecution. However, if you do continue to listen, please do not accept anything said in this recording as an honest reflection of the values of Ozone Entertainment and its employees. Thank you. Um, uh, hello, everyone. I'd like to welcome you all to uh, our OBS weekly brainstorming meeting for the week of June 29th, 2018. Um, bef- before we kick things off, I'd, I'd just like to uh, give a shout out to uh, Heather for marketing, who's in the back there. Say hi. Hi, Heather. Hi. Hi. Thanks for joining us. Um, Heather, of course, is joining us, as you can probably tell by the microphones here in the middle of the table, because for the first time ever, we are recording our weekly brainstorming sessions. Isn't that exciting? Yeah, uh, marketing had the bright idea that we could uh, be selling these brainstorming sessions to uh, potential clients as a way of showing them uh, the process and how we... uh, come up with these wonderful uh, marketing ideas that we uh, come up with here. Isn't that exciting? Um, anyway, uh, let's let's get right on into things. Let's start by uh, calling roll, of course. Um, let's see who we got here. Uh, Owen Douglas. Present. Okay. And John Gavrexky-Maxwell. Uh, present. Wow. Um kind of expecting a, a bigger turnout for our first ever recorded Excuse me, John? brainstorming meeting here. Uh, what, what's going on, Owen? Uh, you, you can call Heather. Oh, well, yes. I mean, we've already acknowledged Heather. Uh, okay. So, yes. All right, just want to make sure for the uh, the notes, the minutes for the meeting that we got Yes, uh, yes. No, of course, of course. We, we will make sure that Heather is, of course, included in, in the minutes and all the minutes. Um Speaking of, uh, so Heather, of course, uh, wanted me to give just a, a brief introduction of uh, of what we do here at OBS. I mean, I don't know why anybody listening to this wouldn't know who we are and what we do, but I mean, uh, they don't pay me the big marketing bucks, do they? Huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's not like a could do your job, Heather. Um, but, uh... Yeah, so of course, uh, we are uh, here at uh, OBS, which of course stands for Ozone Brand Solutions. We are, of course, Ozone Entertainment, a uh, wholly owned subsidiary focused on uh, PR and uh, marketing campaigns. Uh, we work with uh, outside clients to you know, get the, the best uh, campaigns that suit their needs and uh, their budgets and, and you know, do a lot of work there, a lot of great work. We like, I like to think of us as the, uh, you know... As the money-making part of Ozen Entertainment, you know, we let those uh, those podcast jack and apes get away with doing whatever they want, you know. True. So, uh, on that note, I think it would be great to uh, move into just a, a quick recap of the minutes from uh, our last week's session, and um, 
So last week, uh, our primary topic here uh, was we got the metrics back on our uh, marketing campaign for the uh, Zonecast family of podcasts, and uh, based on our market research, it turns out that our campaign was a complete and utter failure. We've gained absolutely no brand recognition or market share for the Zonecast family of podcasts, if anything, our marketing efforts might have just turned people off of them entirely. But, um, but how could that be? I mean, we just launched that podcast with uh, Oscar, where he just says like terrible things into a microphone. I mean, how could people not want to listen to that? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I thought that we made a great. I thought we made a great pitch. I mean, I know we talked about this last week, but like, I thought for certain that we had a great pitch there of being, you know, our, our marketing so- slogan, Zonecast. What the fuck else are you gonna do? Um, if, may I may I say that maybe uh, cursing probably is the issue. It kind of may have turned some people off. Look, I I. I I understand where you're coming from with that, but I still contend that the Attitude Era never died. Like we have to, we have to be speaking to those kids who are now in their early forties. Like, come on, that's where the market share is. Like you've seen that that Andy Hill creature, right? It's it's true. I we have seen him. Yes. Uh, but anyway, um. You know, not one to to spread rumors here, but I have heard that as a result of our failures in marketing, uh, the parent company is considering pivoting away from the podcast business entirely. Which, I mean, hey, I mean, like, uh, you know, it's going to be more money for us without those idiots draining all the resources, right? (laughs) Uh, anyway, that's why we won't be getting any bonuses this year. That sucks. Yeah, well, you know. Where, 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 where'd the money go? We spent it all on failing to get people to listen to Zonecast podcasts. That was the whole budget? We spent all of our money on that? I mean, look, we were, of course, we were able to, to sign a couple more clients. We'll, we'll get to that soon, but um, we did, we did kind of take a bath on that one. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. Uh, Owen, do you have any uh, other minutes from uh, last week's meeting that you like to discuss? No, I just, uh, I just have an em- emoji of fire and uh, the poop emoji, and then uh, the word Oscar. That's all I've got. Yes, I re- I remember this. We were uh, discussing we were discussing a, a charity event by which we could uh, burn Oscar with uh, with flaming bags of poo. Uh, we thought that that would be a good way of uh, creating marketing mindshare and, and really getting the uh, the podcast network out there. If anything, though, I feel like we might have come to the dis- conclusion that stunts like that were exactly why people. When they hear the name Zonecast, uh, usually projectile vomit in disgust. Well, the podcast is called Taste Bakery. Have we considered baking him into a loaf of bread? How? What exactly does a, ta- a take taste like? 
Uh, take, well, it depends on who the, the baker is and what ingredients you use. Uh, if you're Oscar, then it's just a bunch of terrible, terrible ideas, a bunch of pepper, and a little bit of, of feces. What did it, what do they sell in the Takes Bakery, though? I, I wonder. I, I think I wonder if maybe this is something we could talk about with the uh, with the with the podcast division of perhaps like perhaps we could set up some kind of I don't know pop up bakery, the there Takes you. Bakery, a pop up shop, were to you know get the word out about that. But what would we sell there? Um. Well, I think Canada has something called Stroopwaffle, which is like a flat. Like kind of like cookie wafer thing, and like it's covered in butter, and people seem to like that. So yeah, I have read about that in my uh, in the latest issue of uh, SkyMall catalog. So maybe we could figure out how to make those. I mean, is it only like in Canada that you can make them? You know, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure what this uh, what these new tariffs really entail. So this is something we might need to look into. I mean, I know that we have our, you know, I know we have our, our obviously our back alley connections that can get us some uh, some illicit stroop waffles across the border. But I, you know, I'm sure that we can, I'm sure we can figure things out with the uh, with the money men up in the parent company. You know, that that, that works. Yeah, I, I hear Canada is where it's at. Two turntables and a microphone. Excellent. Very good. Okay, well, that that's about all that we covered in the last meeting, uh, from what I understand. Uh, before we move on into uh, what we will be discussing at this meeting, though, I, I think that it would just be a good idea to go around the table, and, uh, you know, each of us can discuss a project that we are working on that, you know, is really exciting for us. Um, so I, I'm going to start with, uh, let's start with you, Owen. Uh, I hear that you're working on a project, uh, uh, about getting, uh, cell phones for, uh, emerging African markets. Like, tell us, tell us more about that. Well, I've, I've heard cell phones are big these days. Like, everyone has to have a cell phone to be connected to the world. Absolutely. I mean, how else am I going to play my, uh, my, my HQ? Isn't, is, that's what all the cool kids are doing still, right? Yeah. But uh, what market are we targeting with these phones? Well, I mean, we're clearly we're we're targeting emerging markets in, like, you know, Africa. So in Africa, do they also have a gun problem? I mean, I I don't really know how much of a gun problem they have in Africa. Uh, I mean, to Af- be perfectly honest, like all I really like, I've studied like locally African, like African Americans. And I've heard that there's issues with guns. So I have to assume it's just a worldwide issue. I mean, I, I do remember hearing the uh, the Gorillaz song, uh, Kids With Guns, and it did make me think about the, uh, the issues that we're having in our world today. Like, it, it's just kids with guns, Owen. Kids with guns. Like, what? something needs to be done about this. Yes, we, we need... Well, if the kids have the guns, then the adults must have the guns to fight back. So I, these these phones that I'm proposing also double as pistols, hmm. so, so you can make phone calls and also defend yourself. Because you know, if if you shoot the kid that is uh, trying to murder you, then you have to call nine one one to pick up the body afterward. 
So why not do it all in one device? So that is, you know, I never thought about it before, and I think that that's definitely something that people are really going to, you know, connect with. I, I think that this is a wonderful idea. Uh, my one question, though, is... Did we ever figure out the, you know, clearly I know that this is for the eggheads in the, in the science division or whatever, but did we ever figure out what's, what's up with those radioactive bullets? I mean, because from my understanding is those bullets were getting hit with a lot of, uh, with a lot of cell phone radiation there and, and kind of causing some mutations in, in the test animals that we shot. I mean, we did have some issues with a few of the subjects. But, uh, you know, only some of them mutated, about, like, 20% of them mutated. The other ones, just the radiation just had them die faster, so... Oh! I, I feel like it's more f- efficient that way. Yeah, if anything, that sounds like it's probably uh, a, a better death, a, a quicker death, certainly. For sure. So, you I know, mean, if you're getting efficient. shot, like, I'd probably rather just die quicker than, you know, have to spend hours just bleeding out. There's gotta be a better way. Yeah, and I, we've built the most efficient gun on the market. And also the most deadliest phone. De- well, de- not, de- not deadly for the user, deadly for the, the people who try to fuck with the user. Well, I mean, I, I've also remembered the science department saying that the uh, the way that the bullets it's are currently designed, that they just amplify the cell phone radiation for the user. So, you know, we, we might not want to go that far. I mean, considering, you know, the current climate in our world, perhaps, like, being exposed to radiation will prepare us for, prepare the people for the future. You do make a good point there. Perhaps that's something we can, we can sell about this. Perhaps that's something we could build into the next marketing campaign. I, I know that we're, we're going with the world's deadliest phone, which is, is again, a great slogan. I, I've, you're a genius for coming up with it. Yeah, but, the world's deadliest phone to prepare you for the deadly future. Sorry, I, I can't believe I forgot the entire thing. It's just, again, it's just, it's poetry. Yeah, you always gotta talk about the future. That's that's what's in with the kids. It's true. The the kids are all about a lot of, like, uh, two things from what I understand. The Fortnite and their future tapes. Yes. Of course. Because we know in the future we will still be using tapes. The future is in the future, or so they say. The future's future? No, the future's future's future. Ah, yes, of course. My bad. Let me let me write that down. Yeah, just, just make sure we get that in the minutes there. Uh, Heather, can you make sure we get in the minutes there? Uh, you're not listening. It's fine. Yeah, she she's see she's she's on her phone. And you know what if someone comes up and tries to shoot her? How she could defend herself with her texts and her tweets? Sometimes I just wish I had a phone that was a gun right now. I could just be like, hey, you, you don't, I'm going to text you, text you a gun emoji. And then you just look at it and you're like, what? And then I just turn up to you like, bang. See, look at that perfect case study right there. You, that's, you, you need one of these guns. Okay. Uh, which, uh, let me, yeah, I think I might have to go uh, take a plane to, uh, to Laos and, and buy one. That That's where we're currently doing the, the test that's marketing, right? pretty much the only place we can sell them, because apparently, you know, gun laws in, like, Europe and stuff, kind of kind of tough. Oddly enough, though, in, U- in the U.S., we probably could get away with it. 
We probably could. It's true. Yeah, we just need to talk to the right people up in the the Congress. I mean, I, I uh, look. I know that we talked about this in our in a brainstorming session before, but I, I still contend that really, if we just went to Alabama, who would we have to talk to? There's there's like a goat that you talk to there. Oh, we have to talk to the goat. It's true. We do have to talk to the goat, but I, I hear the goat's pretty amiable. All you have to do is just bring him a can. And the goat, the goat just says yes most of the time, over and over. It's a strange goat. Yeah. So yeah, that that's the project I've been working on. It's uh, fascinating. Yeah. So I'm looking through uh through our notes here, and apparently, uh, your next project that you're currently working on has to do with Battle Royale because again, that's the hot new thing. So we need to get in on that. Oh yes, I know. I'm I'm so excited by this. So you know, obviously, we've talked about it. There's the the player unknowns and the fort lines and yep, the line. realm royals and the what's that one? The Call of eighties eighties non-existent mans. Oh yeah, the 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 thing that bankrupt and shut down a studio. You know, for kids. Yeah. So. What I'm getting at is perhaps the the video game market is too too flooded with battle royale. What's, it's true. It's what, true. It's absolutely too flooded with battle royales. But what's not flooded with battle royales is the prisoner game the, the market. What? The what? Well, I mean, you remember the classic uh, Neville Dean Taylor film Gamer, in which. Uh, in which people play uh, Call of Duty style games with while control like controlling actual prisoners. Ah, yeah. So yeah, what we have decided is that we have uh, we're working with our uh, with our new media conglomerate company uh, to market a wonderful new show in which it is a. Uh, do you remember those old? Uh, mech games at the arcades where you'd get in like the giant battle tech pods and you'd play like the mech shooter. Of course. Well, so we've come up with a whole bunch of that, of those pods, but instead of controlling a mech, you're controlling an actual person on a murder island where you just shoot each other. Are we using VR technology? I mean, it. you could hypothetically think that, like, it's definitely a kind of a gigantic VR chamber that you're in, considering you're surrounded by screens getting, like, basically full periphery of what you're, what this person is seeing through their eyes. Ah, so you're solving the problem of full immersion in a 3D world without wearing stupid uh, goggles on your face and looking like an idiot. Yeah, all we're doing is just uh, lobotomizing prisoners and replacing their their brains, half their brains with robot parts, so that you can control them and uh, make them die. Well, that sounds like super efficient, because I hear the prisons are overpopulated. Oh, I know. It's it's also, I mean, it's super humane because, you know, since we're shipping them off to Mexico before we do anything, like, we're not having to deal with, like, any of those laws or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's super quick, super painless. We put them on the island. They they have a a great time. But, you know, because the thing is, oh, and and this is what really connects me to this product, is that, like, here at, you know, here at Ozone Brand Solutions, as you, I know you know, we're all about the kids. Of, of, I mean, of course. That's and we're all, all about teaching lessons. 
Like we want to instruct the world. We want our products that we advertise, that we do marketing and PR for. We want them to, you know, really change the world and really make a difference. And that's why we've implemented great new technology in which we have actually, uh, we're actually, I, I don't know if you know this, but we've partnered with the, uh, with the science department behind your cell phone guns and we've just outfitted the entire interior of, uh, these battle tech pods with, uh, the cell phone guns. Well, I mean, that sounds like, Perfect, perfect sense because you know if why not if we're going to innovate in one area why not use the same technology in other areas to save us money and time exactly so we because through this technology we've been able to create the most immersive battle royale experience so that we are tracing it down to like the literal like centimeter like the different positions in which like people are shot and get injured like so that way we can trace all that back to the, be a GPS satellite. We can use that to call a certain phone in the pod. When we do so, it triggers a bullet going off, shooting the player. You die in the game. You die in real life. You get to really feel the pain of being shot in this universe and bleeding out to death. So I have a couple questions. Yeah, please. I, I'd love to tell you more about this immersive experience unlike any other. My first question is, are we opening this to the public, or is this also being only done within the prison system? Oh, no, this is completely open to the public. Ah, like, I, look, all they, you know, clearly you just get them, like, there's got to be an issue here. Someone's go, oh, no, I got shot with this radioactive bullets and I died in five seconds. But, wait, I mean, wait, look. Hold, I, 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 now I have another question. Yes? How, how did they say this when they're already dead? I mean, look, sometimes you're dealing with a bunch of grieving widows and mothers that have some some real comments to say. And all you got to do is turn to them and say, hey, look, listen, I got this general waiver that they signed before they entered that pod. They knew what they were getting into. Uh, that was my second question to make sure that we had the, the paperwork already in place. Oh, please. No, this is all above board. It's all completely street legal here, Owen. Okay. And my third question is, where are we going to locate these pods? Well, it's a good question. I mean, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of abandoned uh, WalMarts and things around on here. I feel like we have enough space for them. We can definitely put these pods in just like some warehouses somewhere and just get, bring okay. people out, have a good time. Excellent, because I did not want it to be in house because you know. With all the murder happening, I you know the smell would start to accumulate. Oh yeah, no, please, like look. Yeah, I uh, don't even get me started. I I still remember how long it took to get the blood out of the break room from after that one incident. Uh, we, we Never need, again. We we don't need to talk about that. I, I, no, we it, do not. It still haunts me to this day. Needless to say, though, a lot of octopi died that day. It's it's just so many. I, it, it's just senseless. It's just. The absolute carnage is unbelievable. Again, I, we, we we can't we can't talk about this. It's it's just it's too 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 soon too soon too soon. Anyway, well, okay. Well, now that we've discussed uh, some of our favorite projects that we're working on, it's again, it's thank you everybody for sharing. Uh, we love these that you've been able to bring us these updates here. Um, let's move on to uh, the main crux of this meeting, in which we uh, discuss our new projects that we're going to be taking on. 
So I, of course, have uh, the listings of our new clients here that I would like to tell you about. And and from this, we will uh, come up with our new marketing campaigns for this. Excellent. Okay. So first, we have been signed on by uh, New York uh, State Senate uh, New York State, or sorry, New York Congress candidate uh, Suraj Patel. So, what what can you tell me about this client? So, this is actually a really exciting client. Um, you know, I've I've seen a lot of his ads around in in Brooklyn uh, the past few weeks. Um, he's of course running for uh, Representative Carol Maloney's seat in New York. I'm not entirely sure which district that is, but it's a, it's a cool district, let's say. Is it a Dockhole district? Um, I believe that we have been told uh, that we cannot make that joke. The podcast division is very uh, upset and protective of that. Uh And especially after we fucked up their marketing campaign, their words, not mine, um, they are very uh, resistant to us making jokes along those lines i mean that was not a joke i was that was an actual question because if they it was in fact a dot cool district we would need to sue them because we own the uh, the copyrights to those words oh oh i i see well hmm uh i'm not seeing that in the uh the marketing uh pamphlets here but well okay. uh, i'll i'll do some research into that i just want just want you know, want to cover all the, the grounds make sure that people aren't infringing on us yeah, so uh, Suraj Patel, he seems to be a very popular candidate. He seems to be supporting a lot of uh, popular um, positions currently, given our political climate. He is uh, about marijuana legalization. He is about uh, ending the deportations and things like that. Yes. These are all very exciting uh, things that we can get behind. Um, however, we also now need to get in front of his latest um let's say uh snag in the road uh in which it has come out in an interview uh he might have uh, let slip in an interview with the New York Times that he is essentially having uh campaign staffers catfish people on dating apps to convince them to vote for him I- I- how? How is he doing it? Yeah, like how are the catfish? How's the catfishing working to get them to vote? Well, uh, essentially, what he's doing, uh, according to their discussions in the New York Times, is he is uh, his campaign staffers are creating accounts on things such as Tinder and Grinder. Hmm. And they are going on there, and they are talking to people there, and they are uh, convinced, you know, doing this to convince them, not because they actually want to meet up with them or do anything like that, but to uh, convince them to, you know, engage with them politically and try to get them to get out the vote and vote for uh, our client, Mr. Patel. I mean, you know, talking political on social media is the hot new thing, so they're just jumping in on the same trend. True, although... So, the the problem here, of course, is, you know, there's some concern about uh, the fact that we we have a a client here that is selling themselves very much as a progressive and uh, doing things that are kind of, let's say, I don't know, uh, invasion of privacy kind of... 
preying on people's uh, looking for connection and companionship to get them to vote for your candidate cynically, which I mean, of course, you know, hey, cynicism, that's what we do. That's in our entire business model. Uh, But, you know, how it's up to us. We have to figure out here how exactly how exactly do we sell this as like, hey, look at our cool progressive candidate who is DTF, maybe? I mean, we we could give him a new campaign slogan and say he's uh, your booty call for progress. Mmm. I like this. I, I think here, the, hear me out here. I think that one of the things we need to consider here is we might want to consider uh, the fact that maybe this is actually a strength for us. Maybe instead of, you know, preying on people's abject loneliness and looking for companionship, uh, whether it is through, you know, some kind of relationship or some kind of hookup, uh, and then only to be found that they're being preyed upon by someone who is seeking some kind of, like, political encouragement and favor from them. Um, What if we actually, you know, we have, of course, we have to be careful here that we're not engaging in... uh, electioneering and trading votes, but what if we actually were to, I don't know, get convince these staffers to hook up with the people that they're talking to? Like, are you saying actually go on the dates, have sex with with these potential voters, and then afterward blackmailing them in order to get their vote? Absolutely, is what I'm saying. I mean, I mean, clearly, you know, we the, there's we have to make sure that we're not saying like, oh, we're si- we're trading favors for votes or things like that. Like that, that wouldn't be the, here. I, I think there's a way that we can sell this and, and really like make an impact. Like, hey, a vote for a vote for Siraj Patel is a vote for love. We've we've created real connections and real uh, relationships with people who love this guy. Love means love, even if it's a political move. It's true, and and what, what, what more represents love than wielding political power and and using it against your enemies? I mean, it's it's the American dream. I mean, it's it's certainly my dream. It's the dream that afforded me two cars and a house in in the Hamptons. I mean, it makes perfect sense, yeah. But is blackmail legal in the state of New York? Look, I mean, if you give money to the right people in this state, you can get away with a lot of things. I I just wanted to make sure we knew the right people that we could actually go with this campaign. Oh, look, I mean, all we have to do is just... uh, put all your money in an envelope... uh, and just give it to Andrew Cuomo and just write blackmail money on it. And he'll be like, all right, cool. He knows exactly where it's going to. And then he can uh, use it to say, look, man, I, I put really expensive lights on this bridge. I mean, that sounds a bit insensitive, though. Black, like actually using the term blackmail. Look, I mean, can we use African-American mail? Here's the thing, like you, I, I know that you're not a native New Yorker here, but um, you have to play to 
people's sensibilities here. And you, you must understand that uh, Andrew Cuomo is uh, trans everything. Uh, as he said in a speech a couple weeks ago, he is uh, a black woman and oh, okay. uh, a gay man and uh, an, an immigrant being uh, attacked by Donald Trump. He is all of these different things while simultaneously being a uh, second-generation rich New York politician. So he's omnipotent. Yeah, he is the all-being. He is the all-father. Oh, wow. Praise be upon him. That makes this much easier, then. Yeah, that seems like it'll work. I think we can. I think that we can do this. I think that we can definitely turn this into a real win for uh, Mr. Patel. Like I think and, that and a real win for love. I mean, it, it, that's what we're all about here. We're all about creating. You know, we're all about creating miracles. We're all about creating uh, miracles. Yeah, miracles. I, 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 we should we should write a jingle about that. It's we'll, we'll do that in the next meeting. Yeah, we, we can. Yeah, well, well, hey, hey, Heather, call, call a musician, call that one person you know, you know, the the one that did that uh, that song for the birthday. Yeah, that one. All right, cool. Okay, I, I think uh, Heather is is agreed to do this. Um, Excellent. Again, thank you to Heather for marketing for her uh, contributions. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. I, I think that we. Uh, have a good way to proceed with uh, with this campaign for uh, Mr. Patel, and I uh, look forward to our efforts going forward. Yeah, it's, it, what could possibly go wrong? Absolutely. Um, so I'd like to. We have one more client that we need to discuss uh, our plans for here, okay. uh, and this I know that this will personally excite you because I know that you have done a lot of studying this field. I believe it was your uh, your minor in grad school. Ooh. Oh, and what, what's our new, our latest client is the Chinese Communist Party. I mean, Chinese communism was my minor. You you are correct. It's true. I I remember you. I I know that you know there was a lot going on in college there, but like or grad school there. But I I remember reading that paper you wrote on uh why that person deserved to get run over by the tanks in Tiananmen Square. It was a very lengthy paper. I'm glad you read all of it. It, it, Look, man, I've never could have thought that you would have been able to turn in an 87-page paper with myriad sources, uh, especially when 56 of those pages were just fuck that guy over and over again a couple of them with pictures of the tank. I thought it was a bold creative statement, and apparently the the professor has also agreed with it. I know it was an A plus. It was it's incredibly impressive to me. Well, thank you. I I worked very hard on it. I I can tell. So anyway, um, we have a bold new marketing campaign that the uh, the Chinese Communist Party wants our help with. You see, I don't know if you know this, Owen, but uh, they have started, they're pushing for uh, a new new programs in uh, their Chinese colleges aimed specifically at women. Oh, really? Yes. I, I, do you know about these women creature, Owen? I mean, Is this something you're familiar with? Uh, I've, I've heard tale of them. Uh, I hear they have a hashtag. 
I don't I don't know what that is entirely means. Like it's apparently the kids are into them, so that's that's all I've got. Okay, that that's interesting. See, let me let me tell you what I've heard, and, and this is I, again. I'd like to I'd like to thank uh, Heather for marketing for her uh, help with this matter. Um, I'd also um, like to uh, read the statement that was given to me by HR, apologizing for uh, asking these questions in the workplace. Uh, this was inappropriate of me, and I now know better. But uh, I would still like to share with you my findings, Owen, because uh, according to Heather from Marketing... Wait, uh, hold, hold on a second. Are you saying Heather is one of these uh, women? Apparently, she is one of these women. And apparently, it turns out, Owen, that women are essentially men, but they don't have penises. Why do they even live, then? It's a good question. Although, actually, I've, I've been told that apparently uh, some women do have penises, so I, I guess that they're the the ones that are having the most fun. Oh, that's you know the best of both. What what is the benefit of of women again? I'm not entirely certain. Um, around the time that I was telling this was when Heather was uh, on the phone with HR and telling me to get out of her office. So I, I haven't been able to come to this conclusion just yet, but uh, apparently uh, if we attend one of these courses in uh, China, we, we can learn more about the, what it is to be a woman folk. Oh, I, am, am I also invited to this meeting? Well, absolutely. I mean, hey, so essentially what's going on is um, there is a Xinjiang college in China, and they are getting a a new course in what they call uh, feminine virtue, uh, which is being called how to be a woman in the time of President uh, Xi Jinping. Do tell. Uh, well, it is a uh, it's a course that is in a response to uh, President Xi's uh, broader approach to essentially uh, promoting the uh, what the Com- Chinese Communist Party considers a traditional uh, feminine virtues. So this course is teaching you important lessons like how to sit, how to dress, how to apply makeup. You know things that really matter and are important in this world. It makes sense. So, essentially what they want us to do is that we're, they're looking f- to increase the numbers, and they'd like to uh, get some uh, Western American women on board with this course. Well, yeah, I mean, the Western women are, I hear, are the hot thing these days. Everyone's talking about them, so yeah. It's a hot commodity. I hear the the West is in. I hear that American imperialism is back in fashion again. Thank God. You see, our partners at the Chinese Communist Party, they just think that, like, you know, with their classes here teaching, you know, teaching important things like sitting uh, in the front two-thirds of a chair and, like, how to occupy space in, in you know, sitting and posture, they, they think that, like, it would be a really strong view to have, like, a, a, multi, a multicultural uh, 
you know, background for these courses. So I, I guess how do we how do we sell this to a, to a Western market? How do we convince these people? Look, ladies, it's time for you to just drop your drop everything, go to China and learn how to be a real woman, whatever a woman is. I'm, I'm still not entirely certain, to be honest. I yeah, I think that that might be the first step. Is we need to like look into that. Uh, do you, do you think perhaps Heather could help us with this? Like not. Perhaps before our next meeting. Look, uh, I mean, if you want to ask her, uh, uh-huh. be my guest. I mean, I've I, been. I, I I can't talk directly to her. I have been advised by HR to uh, keep five feet away from her at all times. Hence, why she is in the back of the room, uh, scowling at me like the the heartless uh, ice queen that she is. Huh. Ice Queen. Indeed. Um, but I do question, I mean, I, I feel like maybe it would be good to engage in some kind of immersion therapy. You see, I was doing some research into things uh, when I was, when we had first discovered this, uh, th- this new client, um, and I, in my research on women folk, I found uh, a thing in which apparently uh, the actor Tom Hanks pretends to be a, a woman folk for a television. Tom Hanks is a very talented individual. He is, and here he is dressed up as a as a woman folk while they played the Billy Joel song. Really. I like the Billy Joel. Do you think we can use Billy Joel for this this campaign? Oh, I bet that would be great. Just like showing all these women sitting two thirds in a chair and then da 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 da, sit in the chair through only two thirds, not the whole thing. I, I think you should let the professional come up with the song. True, but you you get my you get my drift here. We we get Billy Joel to write songs in which he's teaching you the lessons of this course. Ah, we can use that as a selling point to be like, hey, don't you want to know more cool things that Billy Joel's talking about? Well, why don't you come to to China and you can learn how to be a real woman folk. Do you think we? Get Billy Joel to actually go to China. The you show, see the problem. The, the The problem here is that I'm I'm going to guess that uh, Billy Joel is going to want to drive to China. Of course. I mean, are you going to stop him? Well, no. I mean, nothing. Nothing can stop Billy Joel. He's he's a a. Demon man. He literally is spawned from the mouth of Satan. He will live forever and has lived forever, in fact. Um, so there's nothing that can be done to stop him. But he's also really bad at driving. And I'm, I'm just, look, I'm worried that it's going to create an incident when he crashes his car into the Great Wall. And you know it's going to happen. He's been talking about doing it ever since he crashed it into those houses in in Long Island. Like I remember, we had to do remember we had to do that campaign because we were trying to get him like good PR after he after he got in that car crash. He said, oh, "I wish I crashed into the Great Wall." 
See, I feel like we could use this to our advantage. His his bad driving skills. Because I'm I've, I'm I'm doing some research here about these women folk, and apparently they are also bad at driving. Really? Is hey Heather? Is this true? Is this uh? Is our women bad at driving? Oh, you're you're gonna report me again if I keep talking to you? Uh, okay. See. Okay. She didn't say no, so I believe that is a secret that I uncovered. That they are in fact bad at the driving. So therefore, they will relate to Billy Joel even more. I I, th I think he's our demon person. So what if we were to dress Billy Joel up as a woman, oh. get him to take this course, learn how to be a proper woman, and then we can record testimonials of him? Is it going to be set to uh, She's Always a Woman to Me? His hit song? It is now. I think someone just earned their corner office. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we are getting raises this week. Woo! Make sure you, you send that over to the licensing department. Make sure we can get that. Get that oh, of course, of course. Well, yes. we'll, we'll get the licensing department on that Excellent. immediately. Excellent. Fantastic. Well, okay. I think that we uh, we have a good way to proceed forward with uh, with this campaign. I, I we will uh, pitch this to uh, we'll pitch this to Chinese Communist Party uh, next time we speak to them. And and here, hey, here's hoping it will go well, right? What what could possibly go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? Um, okay, so before we go, I just have uh, a couple quick uh, bit of news here for us to discuss. Um, I have been asked by HR to remind you all that the kitchen is off limits when it comes to chef battles. I mean... Again, we don't want to talk. I don't want to talk no, about no, the incident. Don't. God, please don't. That happened a couple months ago with all that blood. Please but oh, look, we we can't keep having incidents of this. There's just going to be too much violence. And the, look, at a p certain point, the police are going to start asking questions, and that's not going to be good for any of us. Okay, so well, the good news is though, if the cops arrive, we still have those prototypes of those guns. That's true. We can defend ourselves. Well, again, we just got to make sure that uh, we dial 911. And also, we just got to remind people to keep the gun, to keep the phone pointed away from you. We've had so many incidents of just, like, people shooting themselves with the f accidentally while trying to make a call. It's like, oh, let me just type in this number. Whoops, I blew my head off. See, I, I feel like maybe we should put the, the fire button away from the, the rest of the numbers. But uh, we'll do that in the next iteration. It's, it's Look, too late I, Yeah, I mean, yeah, you could say that we shouldn't have made the fire button also the five button. But you know what? Hindsight is twenty twenty. This was the first iteration of this product. It'll get better. It'll improve as, you know, we we get focus f testing and then f customer feedback. And also, I mean, look, they signed the waiver. They knew what they were getting into. If they didn't want to get shot in the head, they shouldn't have pushed the five button. Yeah, see, originally it was three button, but it, it, it clearly wasn't enough. We needed to make it five. Yeah, Exactly. And apparently uh, that's, uh, it's not working too well, so uh, we'll go back to the drawing board on it. 
Yeah, maybe you know what? Maybe the answer is actually seven. Huh. Who can say? I I, I will pass that along to the lab. Oh, and do you have any news before uh, before we go? Um, you know, not really. I'm, I'm I think I'm pretty good. I I I like the direction we're going on our current projects. And uh, do we have any goals for our next meeting? Yeah, I think uh, next meeting that we will uh, definitely, obviously, we will catch up on uh, some of the other projects we're working on. In addition to, uh, you know, just hopefully getting some results back for uh, for the things that we've discussed today. Um, and uh, who knows uh, where we'll go from here. Hopefully we'll have some uh, fresh new clients that we can brainstorm how to go forward uh, on that. And uh yeah, on that note, I'd like to thank you all once again for joining us for the first ever recorded uh, edition of uh, our uh, OBS uh, weekly brainstorming meeting. And uh, yeah, uh, get back to work, everybody. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, get back to work. We're not we're not paying you to sit around and do nothing here. Podcast is a part of the Zonecast Network, produced and edited by Owen Douglas. Find more of our shows at zonecast.com.